Hi, it's Suzanne, and this is Kitchen Windows. It's been a few months. I haven't posted anything for a while, and these months have been strange. They've been challenging. They've been isolating. Um, but things are finally slowly, slowly starting to open up here in Ontario and Quebec, and I can't wait to get back to cooking with people in their own kitchens. But before that happens, I wanted to do one more Kitchen Windows episode with Tim and Angela Chin. Tim is an incredible photographer. I first saw his work in the cookbooks of M.A. Wimbush Bork, who she did an episode of Sunday Night Dinner uh, where she made spinach lasagna stuffed sweet peppers. And Tim's photos of food and his portraits are absolutely stunning. You can check them out at timchin.com they'll make you cry. I love Tim's work and I was also really moved by a post he made a few weeks ago where he reflected on the increase in incidents of violence against Asians and how the pandemic has encouraged him to embrace his roots. I've posted a link to the article in the show notes and on Instagram but I want to read part of it here. He reflects on the most recent Lunar New Year and not being able to spend it with his extended family and what that meant to him and to Angela. He writes, With isolation measures separating us from our family, we found ourselves on one hand missing very much the company of our family and the comfort of tradition, and on the other hand coming to the realization that being second-generation immigrants, our connection to our roots is firmly held through our parents. That is to say, we didn't know how to make the traditional dishes that gave us so much comfort because they were always made for us. But because we didn't want to risk their exposure, we decided to attempt for the first time to literally make it on our own. When we departed on this small adventure of discovering all the aisles in the Asian grocery store we never go down, I began to sense that this was a deeply meaningful and profound experience. And as I was FaceTiming my mom from said aisle, I started to realize that at one point, some time ago, our parents moved to this strange land, separated from their families, and were by themselves forced to make it on their own. But our parents brought their dishes with them, and intrinsically also their roots. Through an inbuilt devoted tenacity, they nourished us and tethered us to them. Food is identity. As protests ripple throughout North America, and reports and stories of Asian hate increase, so too do the stories of support and acceptance. We have found a community in this second-generation diaspora, who are longing to connect with a culture that defined our upbringing. The irony of the necessitated isolation of this pandemic is the overwhelming sense that we are, in fact, not alone. This year, by some unintentional force of nature, is our moment where we embrace who we are. Here's Tim and Angela Chin. Okay, here we go. Hi, I'm Tim Chin. Oh, this is off to a bad start. <laughs> I'm already talking over you. Let's start over. I am Tim Chin. And I'm Angela. We live in Montreal in a neighborhood called Notre Dame de Grasse. We have three kids. We have Caden, who is 10, Logan, who is 8, and Ella, who is 5. We really love our neighborhood. Uh, NDG, uh, short for Notre Dame de Grasse, is a residential urban 
neighborhood, not too far from Montreal's downtown core, but it's got a very villagey kind of feel. The We're surrounded of- by restaurants and bakeries. Yes. We used to have a, a bagel place around the corner, but they left. Yeah, which is very sad. It was a sad day. Yes. But another really great coffee shop opened in its place. So, yeah. So, that's this is where we're at. First question. Um, what can we see out of our window? So, we have two windows that we see from our kitchen. The window that is in our dining room area looks out into our driveway. And on a typical day, these days, we can hear the sounds of our, our two boys playing hockey. Um, something they've really embraced over the last, I don't know, three months or so. So we'll call to them for dinner from that window. And um, when I look out the window, I see uh, our neighbors outside, um, you know, hanging out with their kids. Sometimes our kids are out playing in the yard. A lot of times Tim's out in the yard grilling. If I was stuck on a desert island, forced to only have one type of food, it would have been my mom's chasio. Which is... Barbecue. Which is barbecue pork. Um, my mom's got like a different twist on it. She grew up in Malaysia, so her her flavor profile is a little bit different than than um, like the chasu you find at a at a typical Chinese grocer. And uh, and I've I've been wanting to recreate that 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 dish for I don't know all my life. At the beginning of the pandemic. Uh... Yeah, we were kind of filled with a sense of wanting to uh, have our kids reconnect with or connect really with their roots and us to reconnect with our own roots. So, you know, things like getting the kids together on a table and making a giant batch of uh, dumplings, um, you know, pork and shrimp dumplings and just freezing them for another day. And our kids love dumplings, so uh, we were making a lot of those. This past Chinese New Year's, we were really compelled to make a full-on 10-course Chinese meal, even though it was just the the five of us, (laughs) me and Tim and our three kids, one of them being five years old, so she doesn't have a big appetite, but we made like 10 things and just big grand... We weren't weren't able to to spend Chinese uh, Chinese or Lunar New Year with with our family as, as, as normal. Yeah, exactly. And I want, I really, it was really important to us that we carried on the tradition and make it, make it a big event for our kids. So, so yeah, I was out there in a Chinese grocery store looking at all these packages of... We were FaceTiming our respective parents. Yeah, like buying dehydrated lily flowers and, and, and fungus. Neither of us can read Chinese. Yeah. So, it was quite so we take the camera up to the, to the grocery aisle. Yeah. And be like, is this it? Is this it? <laughs> But it worked out pretty well, and uh, I have a few more dishes in my in my repertoire now. I'm a recipe follower, like big time. I'm not. I'm like Tim. I don't just buy a bunch of ingredients and just start throwing it together. So I'm very dependent on recipes. So because of that, I mean, there, there's a maybe I have maybe a half a dozen things that I can make off by heart now. Um, every time I cook, uh, I'd say every other time I'm trying something new, and just. I like I love the opportunity of trying out new ingredients and cooking with things I never thought I'd try before, um, or tempting things I, I normally wouldn't, wouldn't uh, on a normal weeknight wouldn't be wouldn't be willing to try. Dinner around the table was uh, important 
for my my family. Uh, my parents owned a video store, like a video rental store, kind of like Blockbuster, although that's an evil word in our house. <laughs> um, so they were really busy, and and my mom, uh, my mom made a point of of making dinner most nights for us, uh, and and she would make it. Um, deliciously like like I love my mom's cooking but she would also make it super fast like she was really efficient in cooking she would whip something up in 20 minutes to half an hour um, and then she would go back to the store so in that time we would uh, sit around and eat the food that she cooked usually it was one dish meat and vegetables all in one things are very different in my family growing up um my my parents are uh, well on Cantonese, which is a um, it's a pretty big group from um, people originating from Hong Kong and China, and the tradition is dinner is like five or six things on the table. There's always a fish. There's always some kind of meat, maybe two different meat dishes. There's a vegetable. There's a soup, um, and so almost every night, every dinner growing up, there were at least four things on the table. I don't know how my mom managed it. I don't think she, she wasn't like Tim's mom. She didn't get things out in half an hour. So, uh, I grew up with the notion that dinner was a big production. Asian parents, um, their love language is really a lot of the times food. And that's how they'll express their care and their love in, um, in making, in the making of food and the preparation of it. You know, my parents, you know, during this pandemic, as they've been allowed to, you know, travel uh, out of their neighborhood, they drop food off all the time. Frozen dumplings, uh, soup, uh, sometimes entire, you know, stews. Um, But to this day, like when I call my mom or she calls me or my or my dad, even the first thing they say in Chinese is, I'll first would be like, hi, hi, and they'll go and see Jofan Mea, which is in Cantonese translates to, have you eaten? And that's, you ask a lot of Asian kids growing up, or a lot of Chinese kids, that's how, that's the greeting. It's hello, have you eaten yet? <laughs> and every, every time we visit my mom, it's, uh, well, what do you want to eat? What do you want what, me to What would you like me to cook? Yeah, well, me and my mom bonded a lot over cooking. When I, when I went away from university and decided that I wanted to learn how to cook. It was just, that's how, that's how we bonded was, uh, me asking her how to cook the things that she, she make, she made for us. Yeah. She would, uh, she would always tell me the recipe and, and leave out one ingredient. <laughs> so I think, so that would keep on coming back, give her a, a reason for, for me to call again, I think. So who else would you like to eat with right now? My mom. Uh, it's been about a year since we saw her last. At this point, you know, just really basic, but really essential friends and family. Looking forward to the day when this is uh, where we are now is behind us. I guess that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much to Tim and Angela. I can't wait to come to your kitchen to do a Sunday night dinner episode. There's a link in the show notes and on Instagram to Tim's recipe for char siu if you want to try it. And please check out his photos. They're incredible. Timchin.com. 
The intro music to this episode is the song Motel by Hayden, and the rest of the music is written by J.J. Epson. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Your support means a lot. Stay safe and sane out there. See you soon.